open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? Alleluia. This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Alleluia. O clap your hands, all ye people, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. God is gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? Alleluia. This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Alleluia. The Old Testament lesson for the Feast of the Ascension of our Lord is written in the second chapter of the second book of the Kings, beginning at the fifth verse. The sons of the prophets who were at Jericho came near to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from your head today? He answered, Yes, I know. Hold your peace. Elijah said to him, Please wait here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. He said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. Then they both went on. Fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood opposite them at a distance, and they both stood by the Jordan. Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the waters, and they were divided here and there, so that they both went over on dry ground. When they had gone over, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. Elisha said, Please, let a double portion of your spirit be on me. He said, You have asked a hard thing. If you see me when I am taken from you, it will be so for you. But if not, it will not be so. As they continued on and talked, behold, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated them, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. He saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. He also took up Elijah's mantle that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. He took Elijah's mantle that fell from him and struck the waters and said, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? When he also had struck the waters, they were divided apart, and Elisha went over. When the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho facing him saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. They came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the first chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, beginning at the first verse. 
The first book I wrote, Theophilus, concerning all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day in which he was received up, after he had given commandment through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these he also showed himself alive after he suffered by many proofs, appearing to them over a period of forty days and speaking about God's kingdom. Being assembled together with them, he commanded them, Don't depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which you heard from me. For John indeed baptized in water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you now restoring the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It isn't for you to know times or seasons which the Father has set within his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. When he had said these things, as they were looking, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. While they were looking steadfastly into the sky as he went, Behold, two men stood by them in white clothing, who also said, You men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus, who was received up from you into the sky, will come back in the same way as you saw him going into the sky. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, God is gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Alleluia, thou hast ascended on high, thou hast led captivity captive. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you, that all things which are written in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms concerning me must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds that they might understand the scriptures. He said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send out the promise of my Father on you. But wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. He led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he blessed them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. They worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Alleluia. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Alleluia, alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. In Advent, many months ago, most of us, or all of us, because I chose it, sang the ancient hymn, Savior of the Nations, Come. And in that hymn we sang, Then stepped forth the Lord of all from his pure and kingly hall, God of God, yet fully man, his heroic course began. And then a little bit after that, God the Father was his source. Back to God he ran his course. And the whole hymn describes Christ's journey from heaven down to earth, back to heaven at the right hand of God the Father. And that's what we celebrate tonight. Our Lord ending his heroic course as he goes back to the Father. Which makes it an interesting feast day because look at what we're celebrating. Christ left heaven. Now he's returned to heaven. But why does that deserve celebrating? And so we consider this. By his being God, Christ is who we confess him to be a bit ago. God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father. So by his being God, he has always from eternity been equal to the Father's glory, majesty, might. And all that means is that heaven has always rightfully been Christ's home by his being God. Even when he left heaven to come down to earth, by his being God, heaven was always his home. Yeah, he left eternity, entered space and time, he came down from heaven to earth, but he was always eternal as the Son of God. He returned to what was, by his being God, always rightfully his. So why celebrate Christ returning to heaven? So what? And so now we turn to St. Luke in the book of Acts. And he says there in the first few verses, In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up, after he had, been, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. To them he presented himself alive after his suffering by many proofs appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. Now this man, Theophilus, his name means lover of God. And perhaps he was an actual man that helped sponsor Luke to write these books. But more probable is that Luke is writing this book and addressing you. You who are baptized, who love God, this book is for you. Now in Luke's first book, his account of the gospel, he says he dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach up until today, the ascension. Well, what did Jesus do and teach that Luke wrote, wrote about? And if you flip through the book of Luke, you'll see there was the Annunciation to Mary and the Magnificat. There was the birth of Christ and the angels and the shepherd and his naming and his circumcision. Then Luke goes into his ministry, his baptism and temptation in the desert. His ministry where he faced continual rejection as he healed people, as he taught, as he spoke in parables and called the twelve. Luke speaks of the transfiguration and how the disciples failed to understand it. Then Luke goes into Holy Week, the triumphal entry, the institution of the supper, Gethsemane, and praying with drops of blood, the betrayal of Judas, the trial and the crucifixion, and the burial and descent into hell. All these things are what Luke wrote about concerning what Jesus began to do and teach. Now this is 
familiar to us. We've heard about this from Advent last December to tonight. About the Son of God leaving his pure and kingly hall, descending to earth, being born of a virgin, and for what? To be rejected, to be killed, to take the wrath and punishment for our sins. And Luke also tells us here that in his gospel, he detailed how Jesus was resurrected and appeared to the apostles and showed them many proofs that he had risen from the dead, showing them the marks on his hands and his side, eating fish in front of them, opening their minds up to the scriptures. We heard that tonight. And so one could argue that we celebrate Easter and the Ascension because these are feasts which Christ himself has deserved. And think of it, we celebrate Christmas, but that's celebrating Christ humiliating himself by leaving heaven to go into the arms of a lowly virgin. We celebrate Epiphany and Transfiguration, but that's Christ revealing who he is to blind sinners. We celebrate Good Friday, but that's Christ dying a death he didn't deserve. But Easter and the Ascension, these are not his humiliation. These are feast days that we celebrate his being exalted, lifted up, glorified. After everything that Luke wrote about, here Christ returns to heaven before the Father as a victor. On ascension, Christ is exalted through endless ranks of angels to show the Father the marks in his hands to give an account of his victory. Today, Christ sits on the throne of God, being given all authority over heaven and earth. This is a feast day he deserves, where he is exalted and glorified in all of heaven. But again, we have to come back to he's the Son of God. By his being God, all this power and dominion, all this exaltation and glory, they're his just by his nature of being the Son of God. So what's the point? What does it mean for us? Because if this is just the Father exalting the Son, if this is something that's just really between the Godhead and means nothing for us, then Luke never would have mentioned the ascension in his gospel or in Acts. But by the Holy Spirit, Luke does tell us of the ascension. Why? What does it mean? Let's go back to what he says in Acts. In the first verse, he says, In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up. It's skipping down to verse 4. And while staying with them after the resurrection, Jesus ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. When he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stand, stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, 
will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Did you hear the way that Luke and the angels referred to Christ? Not as the Son of God. They referred to him as Jesus. His name as a man. In the Athanasian Creed, which we'll confess here in a few weeks, we confess that Christ is fully man and fully God. That Christ's divinity, His being God, assumes or takes in our humanity, our flesh. We confess that, his, by, that by His being God, He is equal to the Father, but by His being man, He is lesser than the Father. And all of that, the reason I bring that up, all of that means this. Yes, by Christ being the Son of God, all glory and power and dominion are His by His being the Son of God. But at the point of His incarnation, none of that was His by His humanity, by His being man. At least not at the time of Christmas. The point of the ascension, its purpose, its significance, has to do with Christ coming down to earth and taking our flesh into Himself. It has to do with Christ becoming one of us in the flesh, but without sin. In the flesh, Christ came down from heaven to earth. In the flesh, he became one of us. Everything he taught, every miracle he performed was in the flesh. He did it as the man. When he suffered on the cross, he did so as the man. When he took the sins of the world and died, it was as the man. He descended into hell as the man to boast. He was resurrected as the man. He ascended into heaven as the man. We confess every Sunday, Christ is fully God, begotten of God from all eternity, and fully man, born of the Virgin Mary in time and space in this world. And everything he accomplished, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, everything you confess in the second article of the creed, he did as the man in our place. So what is significant on ascension is not just that the Son of Man returned to heaven by His being God. It's that Jesus ascended to heaven in our flesh without sin, without death, without the devil because they've been defeated. For you who are baptized into the flesh and blood of Christ, this is everything. Today on the day of the ascension, the man ascended into heaven as victor over sin, death, and the devil. The man appears before the Father and sits at his right hand. Today there is a man that sits on the heavenly throne and is crowned as king of heaven and earth. That is to say, today our human nature, our flesh, has been elevated through endless ranks of angels and exalted. Today our human nature is glorified and it abides in heaven for all eternity. The man, one of us, sits on the throne of God. In baptism, Christ is your brother. Christ, whose flesh and blood that you are united with in the waters, has ascended into heaven. So what this means for you is, Christ in the flesh has just blazed your way to ascend to the Father. He's made a way for you to go to the Father. It means that not only do you hold the promise of the resurrection, but also in the resurrection, we get to join Christ in His exaltation, glory, and power. 
This means that when Christ comes again, we get to reign and rule with him. Daniel prophesies this, and St. Paul proclaims this, that the saints will judge the world because we're united with Christ. We are to judge even the angels, St. Paul says. That is why St. John in Revelation says that we will reign with Christ. And St. Paul again tells Timothy, if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him, rule with him. This day celebrates Christ's ascension, and it celebrates the hope and promise that we will rise and ascend with him as well. And what more could we hope for than that the one who died on the cross for our sins now reigns over heaven and earth? What more can we hope for than that mankind, which the devil brought down into death and sin, The nature of mankind, the flesh of mankind is now exalted in heaven because of Christ's heroic course. Because where we will ascend to, when we ascend into heaven, sin, death, and the devil, it cannot follow. And we know this to be true because here in about 10 days, Christ on his throne will send the Holy Spirit to proceed from the Father and give birth to the church on Pentecost. The church where we who are baptized by water and the Spirit are forgiven so that in the church our hearts, our will, our desire may now ascend to Christ in heaven until the day we can join him in body and soul, which is the day that he will return to us just as he ascended like the angels promised. But although he has ascended, he has not left us. Indeed, he calls us to come and eat and drink to partake of his flesh and blood here at the altar as it sits on the right hand of the Father. We partake of this until he comes again. Amen. And may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
Father, I have manifested thy name unto them whom thou hast given me. And now I pray for them, not for the world, because I come to thee. Alleluia. Father, I have manifested thy name unto them whom thou hast given me. And now I pray for them, not for the world, because I come to thee. Alleluia. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Grant, we beseech you, Almighty God, that like as we do believe your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to have ascended into the heavens, so may we also in heart and mind there ascend, and with him continually do dwell, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Jesus Christ, Almighty Lord and God, we praise you that upon your victory over all your enemies, you did, in great majesty, amid the triumphal rejoicing of the holy angels, ascend into heaven and sit at the right hand of the Father. Your cross and passion have attained a blessed end. Through death, you have entered eternal glory. Dear Redeemer, you have attained the shore. 
We are yet upon the wild waves. You are triumphant, we militant. Grant us your grace, that with heart and mind we ever keep you in view, that our hearts be where our treasure is. Let all earthly things be put under our feet, that, with sincere prayers and desires, and on the wings of true faith, we may rise to you on high. We verily believe and are comforted that you will not leave us, the members of your body, in misery, but will, finally, when we shall have finished our course and kept the faith, also receive us even unto yourself. For before your holy expiation, you prayed to the Heavenly Father and said, Father, I will that where I am, there shall also be whom you have given me. And since you are ascended not only to your Father, but to our Father also, and have promised your disciples and us, I will come again and receive you unto me, that where I am you may be also. Therefore, Lord, fulfill your comforting promise, dear Redeemer, and bring us soon unto you, for our hearts pant for you. How gladly we would be with you in that heavenly fatherland rather than journey longer in this miserable pilgrimage here. Gladly would we lay off our earthly tabernacles, for we long after our home in heaven, and that this mortal might be overcome by life, and we be at home with you. Every day we cry with David, When shall I come and appear before God? Lord, we are waiting. Until our day comes, we will pass on toward heaven in our thoughts, and in our desires we will be at home with you, who are the joy of our hearts, adored unto all eternity. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.